because what we're going to talk about is in the scriptures, and I didn't really realize there's a physiological uh, basis to this. In the scriptures, we're told that we have thought patterns. We have patterns in our minds. We have ideas that we go down all the time, and we turn pathways into highways, and they direct our lives. They turn into behaviors. And so um, when I was a kid, we used to um, have a field across the street, and we used to, um, we used to have, uh, there were some trees there, but we'd have these main paths, you know, that you knew people walked down them because you walked down them every day. And then there were other, like, trails that were kind of like, I think this is a path, but I'm not sure if it is a path, right? And so we had all of that going on. And um, when we talk about dealing with anger, uh, we need to back up and examine what are the pathways that we have laid down already in our minds, in our brains, that are negative, that are bad, that we go down very easily. There's not a lot of friction. There's not a lot of problems. We just can go down those paths so easily, right? Uh, let me give you a couple of examples. When somebody says awful things about you, maybe gossipy, maybe, you know, snarky at work or at school or even in your family, and you just kind of go, and you just kind of simmer, right? Or when you um, are reading maybe an online post, like an online newspaper, or reading it, or you're watching the news, or you're listening to a podcast, and all of a sudden you find yourself in you, you don't even think about it, but you, you've just kind of gone down this highway very naturally. And it's a, you know it's kind of a negative sight. I'm good. I can keep talking. <laughs> Hands free. Now, the nice thing about it is you could go down this highway. You, you go down this highway, and it's a very natural thing. And you go, this is so easy. But you find yourself feeling weighted, anger, anxious, upset, but yet you, you do it all the time, and you go, okay, this is what we're talking about. Or maybe you're laying in bed at night, and you wake up, and you can't get back to sleep, and you start thinking of things, and you think of bad things. You have bad memories. Maybe it's bad family memories that you've had. Maybe uh, there are things in your past that haunt you, that, that just discourage you, and you can't stop thinking about it. This is what we're talking about. Um, what we can do if we're not careful is we can turn negative thoughts not just into pathways but into highways not just into highways but into super highways and they can just, just they just can just hamper us and just cause so much damage in our lives what we need to do is we need to take these negative pathways and we need to help them become positive. Now, how do we do that? That's what we want to talk about. For instance, let me give you a negative one. So, you've heard of uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. This is the disorder. It's very common. It's a long-term uh, problem with many people. Um, and they have this repetitive pattern of, of thoughts and, and uh, fears, and that causes them to have repetitive behavior in doing certain things over and over and over because they're caught on this super highway and they can't get out of it and they can't get out of the thought pattern they can't get out and it just keeps repeating itself and the more it repeats the, the, the more difficult it is to get out 
But when you allow your, your mind to ponder bad things, to pursue these unhealthy pathways, you are laying down a super highway of worry, fear, anxiety, and many times anger. All right. So I think I've described the problem. And here's the thing. It's difficult to get off of these highways or these pathways because we've walked on them so often. So we, it's difficult to get off of them. But once, uh, once you, you're on them and, and once you've walked them, it's really hard to get off. So what do you do? All right, so the rest of this I want to talk about how do we get off of these highways that are negative, these pathways that are negative, and how do we get on positive, healthy ones, all right? What do you do? Well, you have to create new pathways, new healthy pathways, and turn them into highways. And you will find that the more, just like when we, when we were kids, when I was a kid, and we went across the street and played, the more we went down these pathways, even the new ones, we'd set a new trail. And the more we went down it, that, the, 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 the easier it got to go down that trail. It, it became more, uh, more of a path, all right? So what's interesting to me is this is all through Scripture. This concept that I've been talking about is all through Scripture. Um, look at, um, for a moment, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and starting at verse 4. And by the way, you may be here and you go, I don't know where 1 Corinthians is. Is that Old or New Testament? You're in the right place, okay? Because you may be, think the people around you all know the Bible real well. Uh, they don't. Um, they know it, some, and some know it more than others. But if you don't know where 1 Corinthians is, that's fine. Just listen. You'll pick it up. as Little by little, you'll, you'll pick this up and you'll, you'll figure this all out, where the Bible's books are and all that stuff. But let me read to you 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. Paul writes this, and he says, The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself against the knowledge of God. Now, what Paul says here is very important. What we're talking about here, about laying these new pathways, is we're talking about a spiritual battle. Okay? There's an enemy, enemies out there, that wants you to continually think negatively, wants you to lay these negative pathways, wants you to keep going down these pathways. They want that, okay? And they don't want you to think about this. They don't want you to fight against it. They don't want you to rebel against it. They want you just to walk blindly and obediently down these pathways. But notice it says in verse 5, it says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God. And then notice, you want to underline this next phrase. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. The point that Paul's making here is that we take back our minds, we take captive every thought, and we make it obedient to Christ. We don't just go with the flow, we take control. And I think that's a very clever phrase, by the way. You might want to write that down. Don't go with the flow, take control, all right? It rhymes, all right? It's, it's got to be good. Just move on. All right, man. All right, so what I want to talk about, now this is the thing that was really interesting to me because I did a little reading. I said, not in the Bible because I believe God, all truth is God's truth, okay? So I started reading about the brain and neurological pathways, now, what is a neurological pathway? 
So your brain is amazing. Let me read you some things I learned this week about your brain, and my brain too. Your brain is amazing. It's com- it comprises about 2% of your body weight. It uses uh, 20% of your body's energy. It is 75% water, and it has eight, 86 billion brain cells or neurons, all right? Your brain has millions of what we call, not what we call, what they call, and what I'm telling you they call, is neurological pathways. And scientists believe that 60% of your brain is made up of these neurological highways or pathways, okay? Now, these pathways are responsible. This is what these pathways are responsible for in your brain. They're responsible for your ability to communicate and interact, to control muscle movement. So, when you I can't snap with that hand. Some neurological highway problem. (laughs) They control your muscle movement. They process your emotions and sensations. They create your memories. And some of you are going, well, that pathway is getting a little, there's something wrong there, right? And it enables you to learn. All right, those are some of the things that these, these, these neurological highways in your brain, your physical brain, they control, okay? These neurological pathways are, to to say the least, essential to life, to you being a person and functioning. However, they're not all beneficial. Some can lead to negative habits. That's kind of what we're talking about. Now, the sign of the brain and the study of the brain is amazing because many neurologists will say, We know a lot about the brain, but there's so much more that we just don't understand and we can't, uh, we have yet to to even understand it. Um, Some days, someday, uh, scientists believe they're going to be able to stimulate these neurological pathways in a way that will allow a person, like for instance, I I watched a TED talk that was so interesting. It was was by a neurological scientist. And... uh, she was doing a dis, uh, study, and they were able to, um, of course, it was with a mouse, and they were, did a couple of things, but they were able to control through introducing on these pathways, certain. they knew what a certain path was, and they were able to in- introduce a certain frequency uh, uh, on that, of light on that pathway, and they were able to stop it or start it. Now, what she proposed was that somebody who struggles with deep depression, right? If we can find out which pathway is causing that deep depression, we might be able to stimulate and stop it on a dime. Turn it off. And the person would immediately go from being depressed to not being depressed. No drugs. No side effects. Now, I don't know. That, that doesn't blow your mind. It blows my mind. Now, we're years away from that. But they're able to do, and I don't, I don't want to go into the whole thing. The point I want you to see is, and this is what, what struck me this time, was what Scripture is saying about, that I always saw as a spiritual thing, which it is, that these pathways that we have in our minds they're really neurological pathways. And there's negative ones and there's positive ones. And we have the ability within us 
to start new connections and new pathways. We get to do that. We can do that. And so how do these develop? Um, let me talk a few of, of, uh, about a few of the negative ones that we've developed, okay? So uh, the more that you use these neurological pathways, the more they become embedded as your, your habits, things you do. So, for instance, every time you reach for like a chocolate bar or a beer when you're um, feeling anxious, you're creating a neurological pathway in how to deal with anxiety. That's what you're doing. When you're in a hurry and somebody ahead of you is slow, whatever you're doing, and you get upset and angry, you are creating a neurological highway. You're doing it. The more you do it, the more you walk that path, the more you do it, right? And so, and let me give you one from Scripture that I think is very interesting. So, if you're reading through the Bible, you should be uh, past the story. You should be way past the story because it's like Genesis chapter 4, okay? And we're, you know, we're a little ways down January, all right? But the story is, you heard the story probably about Cain and Abel, all right? So uh, the story is that Cain uh, uh, brought a sacrifice that was not acceptable to God, and Abel did. And Cain was really upset. Now, he was mad at God, but somehow or another, he was also mad at his brother. And so God says this to him. Notice what he, I'll read it to you. It's Genesis 4, 7. He says, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. What is God saying to Cain? You have this neurological pathway in your brain that you are going to do harm to your brother. You got to stop, stop, stop. Don't go there. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't go down that path. Well, he did. He killed his brother, right? So God warned Cain about his pathway. Now, God is trying to change Cain, but uh, it didn't work. Now, here's the good news. The good news is that you can put down new, healthy neurological pathways. Your brain will adapt, and your thoughts and behavior can change for the better. The point I want you to see is here, the goal is to turn turn new these new pathways into highways, healthy highways, and you can do that. So how do you do that? How do you lay these down? And as I said, this, this, this theme of these pathways, this... Uh, is all through Scripture. Let me give you one. Philippians chapter 4. Look at Philippians chapter 4. Um, it, it, you know, I just saw it in a new way. I just saw it in a new way. I always thought of it as kind of the spiritual exercise, but then I realized, no, there's a neurological process. There's something going on in my brain as I do this. Paul says this in Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, you underline the next words, please. Think about such things. What's he saying there? Lay these pathways. Lay a pathway. Lay a pathway. What's the pathway? The pathway of truth. The pathway of nobility, the pathway of right, the pathway of purity, the pathway of loveliness, the pathway of admirable, um, the pathway of excellence and praiseworthy. Think on these things. Change your mind, right? Whatever you have learned and received from me or seen in me, put into practice as God and the God of peace will be with you. Paul is telling us, create new pathways. 
create new patterns of thought. Create, change your, the way you think. Change the way you think. Make a new pathway and turn this new pathway into a highway. Now, you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to walk away today. And you're not going to say, okay, stop. Because here's my first argument is that we never say stop. We just go with the flow. And the first step is we have to say, no, stop. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go down that path. That path is well-worn. It's very easy. I can almost slide down that path. And most of the time I do. But no, I'm going to go down a more a different path. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard at first. And, but it'll get easier and easier, and it's going to be a healthy path. It's going to be a different path. It's going to be a better path, right? So how does this apply to conquering your anger? Let me give you four things that I think are helpful hopefully, for you. Number one, take responsibility and control your thoughts. Um, You have the ability to change your paths, to change your mind, and to stop your current pathway thinking. You have the ability to do it. God has given you. God said to Cain, Cain, you can change. Paul says, stop. Stop going that way. Go this way. You have the opportunity to do it. You can do it. Um, So the first thing is you have to admit that you need God's help to regain control of your thoughts and to get off that negative highway and to lay down a new positive highway. Now, I just want to say to you, some of you would say, that's very hard for me, Pastor. I'm going to have a hard time doing that. I don't think I can do it alone. And maybe you can't. And maybe you need to seek a counselor and have a counselor help you and walk you through exercises that will help you lay new pathways. Because here's the thing. What I'm telling you is really amazing. It's saying, I think what Scripture is saying and what neurology is teaching us is that as you lay these new pathways down, you're not just laying new spiritual paths. You're laying new physical paths in your brain. These neurological pathways. Now they're firing in a new one, in a new way. And again, you're not going to be perfect. You're, you're going you're gonna to do it, you're going to get it right, and then you're going to fail. And then you're, you, but the more you walk down that path, you'll say, things are changing. All right? All right, here's the second thing. Prepare yourself before you're confronted. Many, if you've ever seen any of the Rocky movies or the other movies, and um, when you're going to go to battle, when you're going to go to war, when you're going to get in a fight, in a ring, you, pray, you prepare, you train. You don't walk in and say, oh, what do I got to do? Throw the gloves on, let's go. No, you, you get ready. You, you, you say, okay, what, what do I got to prepare for? So what I'm telling you is you prepare, prepare before uh, people, you know, um, you have the ability to change your mind, but you need to know what sets you off. What are the circumstances that bring out the anger in you? For instance, let me give you an example. One of the things I've talked to a number of people about, and these are good people, they say, I just find I'm more angry. I said, well, tell me what you're doing. I'm getting up and I'm turning on this TV station and I'm listening to the news. And I happen to know that they're kind of angry people on this station. And I'm going, well, have you ever thought about not turning that on? No. Okay, well, there's might be a step. I don't know. I'm not a detective or anything, but that might help. Um, or you go to a certain site and you read and it's all negative and it's all, and you find you're getting more and more upset and discouraged and frustrated and angry as you read it. 
And you go, maybe that shouldn't be the first thing you read every day or go there. Maybe you should not do that. Um, so in other words, figure out what it is and instead, instead begin a new positive one. Instead, maybe turn on a Christian song that it inspires you or turn on the scripture and have it be read for you as you prepare or do something positive. You know, I have this dumb, um, I can't even think of the, the Amazon one, um, Lexa, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and, and it's just dumb. I have like a, it, it's so automated. It's like, I just say, Alexa, shower, and Alexa tells me the weather and just throws something on that I want to listen to, and it's automatic. It's like, there's 10 minutes or so of just, okay, there it is, right? This is, this is stuff you can do. This, this, it, it, it's easier today than ever. But the point I want you to see here is figure out what it is that gets you. And it's okay, now, and maybe get some help and say, okay, so what can I do that can help me to prevent me from going down that path? I want to put a sign up there, no trespassing. Don't go there, <laughs> right? We, we need to do that. All right, here's number three. Allow God's word and God's people to change your pathways. Okay, we believe here, here at Hope Church, and I think the Bible teaches that, and I think other good churches teach that, that if you want your life to change, it is going to change as you allow God's word, God's people, and God's spirit to change you. You can't change you on your own. You, you need God's spirit, you need God's word, and you need God's people. And um, part of what we're doing right now is we're taking God's word, the spirit of God hopefully is taking God's word and reminding you, encouraging you, instructing you of how you can change your life. You need to hear this and you need to take it in and you need to meditate on it and you need to say, okay, how is that going to change me as a person? Don't just listen to this and say, I don't know if I agreed with that or if that was a good sermon. It probably wasn't, okay? That doesn't matter. The, the point you should say, what does God want me to hear today? What can help me change who I am to become the person that God wants me to be? How can the, anything that is said or the passages that I heard today help me in Dealing with the anger issue that I have in my life because I have some negative pathways that are pretty deep. They're super highways, and it's hard for me to get out of them. And I'm saying, okay, this is how you do it. You remind yourself of these scriptures. Take thoughts captive, right? That's the one thought that we've, we've hit so far. Um, think on these things. Change your mind, right? All right, so look at, um, that's why we want you to read through the Bible, um, so allowing God's word to change your thought patterns is crucial in, in having these new pathways and highways, not just in your life, but in your brain, right? Like, um, look at James chapter 1. Let's just say that you were reading a passage like this at the beginning of the day. And James 1.19 says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak. And slow to get angry because, angry because God, human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to get angry. You say that over and over. So 
when somebody gets in your face, somebody does something, somebody says something, the first thing you want to do is speak angry words. The last thing you want to do is listen, right? And, and, and control your, you know. And what James says, do the opposite. So you're reminded. And now the Spirit of God has reminded you of, of God's will and how you can take a new create a new pathway in your life. Um, by the way, I want to go back to the last point. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I want to make a point about how God uses his word, his people, and his spirit. There are pe there's a mentality within the Christian church today that it's me, Jesus, and the Bible. And that's very American, very individualistic. It's very me and Jesus. I just want to tell you something. You will never become the person that God designed you to be if you think you're going to do it in a vacuum with God's Word and God's Spirit. And the New Testament teaches that is a false understanding of the Scriptures. The Scriptures over and over say, love one another, pray for one another, bear one another's burdens, forgive one another. Right? How do you do that? How do you do that if it's just you and Jesus? How do you really pray for somebody if you don't know people that are going through things? How do you bear their burdens if you don't have any relationship with them? How do you forgive people if you're not going back and forth with people and struggling with them together? How do you, how do you make that iron versus iron passage work in your life when you do that? The point I'm saying is we have this American Christianity that says, if I just get my Bible and my journal and my cup of coffee and it's me and Jesus in the Bible, and I think that's important, but many times people say, but I don't need his people. I don't need the church. I don't need to serve. I don't need to get connected because I'm going to do this on my own. And I'm going to tell you, you will never become the person God wants you to be apart from his people because you're part of the body. You're part of his community. And when you separate yourself from his community, you have separated yourself from an incredibly important part of your growth. Okay? All right. Let's jump to four, point uh, four here. All right. Um, you need to change both your mind and your body. Your mind and body work together. Um, how many times... Uh, how many times have you just let your, your, your body just go off and just do whatever it wants? I mean, you, 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 you realize, hey, I'm eating this and I don't even remember picking it up. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? It's like, or uh, here's another one. You're driving down the road and you don't remember the last time you really noticed that you were going down the road. <laughs> I mean, I, I, there have been times where I've been driving down the highway going somewhere and I'm going, Oh, yeah, I've been driving, and I haven't really been cognizant. Like, I've been doing, I mean, I've been engaged, but I haven't been. I've been just kind of doing it, right? It's an amazing thing. Some of us allow our minds just to go off unchecked down unhealthy paths. But we need to get up and move. And sometimes this happens in anger. When you're angry, when you're upset, sometimes what you need to do is you need to change what you're doing. You need to get up. You need to go for a walk. Maybe you need to work out. Maybe you need to work on a project. Get, you know, go and do something. Maybe you need to go help somebody out. 
Because what I find is when I get my mind off of what I'm upset about or angry about, I find I come at it with a new perspective. I come, come with a new freshness. I come less angry. Uh, and, you know, I'm just, uh, I, I find that sometimes in my own life, maybe this is not true for you, that when I'm focusing on what's going on in my life, like, for instance, this is a dumb little one, but I'll just mention it. Some of you may hear I'm coming out of a cold. It's not a big deal. In the last few days, I just haven't felt great. But um, I got involved in doing stuff for other people and planning and doing things. And I realized in the midst of doing that that I wasn't even thinking about how crummy I was feeling. And I think that's how the mind and the body work together sometimes. But let me show you a passage that is very interesting to me. Romans, and this is the last one we're going to look at. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Paul writes these words, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So God is saying that you use your body in a way to worship God. Now, we usually think of this as a sexual way, but it could be in many, many ways, right? Um, for instance, uh, if you think your body is a temple, uh, uh, of as a temple and treated as a temple, then you ought to be uh, clean, <laughs> You ought to be uh, healthy. You ought to get exercise. You ought to eat properly. I mean, there, there's a, you shouldn't take drugs. I mean, they're just very basic stuff. But notice verse 2, because these two go together. You can't, separate, you can't separate the mind from the body in a sense that they work in conjunction, in harmony. And then he says in verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your... What have we been talking about this whole time? Renewing your mind. But I'm telling you that when you renew your mind, what you're doing is you're laying down new neurological pathways in your physical brain. The two go together. The two go, to go, go together. Now, what's interesting to me, so what Paul's saying, and I think one of the, uh, one of the better translations of that Verse 2 is, and I think it's the message translation, is it says, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. So you have a thinking pathway. You have a, a neurological, spiritual <laughs> pathway that, you, you, that your mind goes down. And we've been told by a, a number of different passages, Cain, don't go there, <laughs> Stop, <laughs> you know, we, we have these passages that tell us don't go there, don't go down there, stop, think on these things, not those, you know, all the, we have this, we have these things telling us don't fall for it, plan, have a plan, come up with a plan. And so here's where the mind and the body work together. They do, they work together. So Paul tells us that we're to offer our bodies to God, we're not to conform to the world by the renewing of our minds. Paul's describing a mind body transformation. They work together. We renew our minds and our bodies together at the same time as we create these new neurological pathways. We can't separate one from another, the other. They go together. They go together. So let me close with just a couple of quick things in summary. I want to challenge you to maybe take from this message that you will make new healthy pathways and highways this year. That the old paths that are so easy to go down, that make that where you were filled with anger, you said, I'm going to go choose a different path. I'm going to create new pathways. 
I'm going to think about how I can attack this in a different way and be prepared the next time that hits me, I'm going to go down this highway or this pathway rather than this highway. Now, let me just say this. You may get down that pathway five times this week, this new one, and then you go ten down the other one. Okay. But that's, that's progress, right? You're making progress. And maybe by the end of the couple of months, you're down that highway half the time, the new, the new pathway. And, and now you find that your behaviors, your attitudes, your anger is lowering. You're, you're creating a new pattern here, a neurological path, pathway, right? All right, so that's number one. Number two, let's use all the tools that God has given us. He's given us his internal Holy Spirit. He's given us his word. He's given us God's people. And we need all three. You can't do this without all three engaging. Because you'll have people that will help you in areas. And I find this all the time that sometimes God will pair you with other people who are struggling with things like you, but they're further down and they found solutions and they can help you through the path and they can encourage you and they can say, don't worry, I did the same thing. Here's what, and you find that encouragement, okay? And then number three, Let's not go with the flow, but let's take control over our thoughts. Every time you decide not to go with the, the flow, that negative flow, and you stop, and you say, no, I'm going to lay a new pathway down, not just in my mind, but in my brain. I'm going to lay a new pathway down, and it's going to be a healthy one. It's going to be a different one. Every time you do that, you take a positive step towards dealing with anger in a healthy way, in a biblical way. That's what God wants us to do in every one of our lives this year. Would you stand with me? Let me pray with you as we close. Thank you, Father, for the way you love us and care for us. Thank you for the way that you just walk with us. We need you so much. Thank you for giving us your body, your church, that we are members of one body that we are part of your community. Thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit who helps us. Thank you for giving us so many good resources. Father, our, we are amazing. We are wonderfully created by you. And there is this physiological connection to our spirituality that what we do spiritually, what we do with a, in, a, in as we talk about Scripture, really is also a process that's taking place in our bodies, in our minds, in our brains. Help us, Father, to take one or two good steps so that we can, the next time the triggers for anger come, we have a plan and we have a new pathway to walk. For every one of us, Father, whether we're in this room listening or joining online, we all need that help. So help us, Father, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.